You no harm, Rina. Do you like my craft? Yes. It is beautiful, isn't it? A beautiful craft for a handsome owner. Well, I'm sure she agrees with at least one of those sentiments, El Hudad. I must say, though, it was very kind of you to invite us both along on a cruise like this. I am a good man. That is my trouble. Yes. Pity you had to kidnap Marina and the randomizer to do it, but still... Oh, worth it for this lovely food. Mm, yes. Mm. I suppose that means that, in return for your hospitality, you'll be wanting to press the button on the randomizer today. Oh, now, admittedly, it's still a rather small club of people who've gotten to do that, but... I demand membership at once! Oh, of course, by all means. I'm glad you agree. It's just the big red button right there. Yes, Lizardhead, I know that. Why aren't you as intelligent as Marina? Well, you know how it is. She's the brains of the outfit and I'm the... Um... Oh, the printout, thank goodness. Right, let's see what we have today. Do not fear, big and small toe. Oh, I'm not. Okay, so today we're going to be watching an episode of Terror Hawks. <laughs> I don't know how you have got along without me. And curiously enough, you have given us an episode featuring a character who shares many of the same noble qualities as your good self. What does this mean? Yes, he's large, ugly, hairy, probably has bad breath. What, 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 what? You don't snore, do you? He snores like a pig. Shut up, Scorpion. I think I know who it was. That's right. It's the Sparilla. <laughs> so it's back to Terrorhawks with the Sparilla. This is the, uh, I think, the seventh episode in production order. Although I can never keep track of the Terrorhawks production order. Um, with having gold near the start, and I think there's also... I think Expect the Unexpected Parts 1 and 2 are both numbered Episode 1 in production order or something strange like that. Anyway, we're not here to talk about them, we're here to talk about the Sparilla. Get away from me! Sit. Good boy. Sistar and Young Star in the uh, cryogenic store. She said she has something to show. Sistar's got her little pet cube. Pluto, which was quite sweet. I think it's um I have released one of our friends from cryogenic slumber. Oh goody. Uh yeah, it's I think Sister was probably one of the hardest characters to um to write for in this show because she seems What is it? You know, she barely ever leaves Mars. Oh. She rarely has any direct influence on events. And, in fact, the only time she ever does have a, any sort of genuine impact on the series is when she produces another character to, to do all that stuff instead. You don't know what you've done. It will tear us all to pieces. Zelda's unleashed the Sparilla. A Sparilla. I was never quite sure uh, if it was the same one over and over again or... Yeah, nearly killed Youngstar. She stopped him just in time. I don't understand. With this device. And Youngstar in, in this episode seems to be in his uh, very early sort of... Um, he's not the scheme... He's not the um, the drooling imbecile of, of later episodes that we all, all know and love. He's, um, he's the one who... 
the young star who can make plans. In in this episode, he he was just yeah, he had his uh, hand on his chin there. He was he was thinking. Gained control over a ferocity and power. And Novelty for young star. He's also using some uh, rather long words. I know. It's interesting in these early episodes watching young star's evolution. <laughs> I much prefer his later incarnation. This sister is Callisto, science lesson from Zelda. And she's landed near a thing at a Terrorhawk's base on Callisto. Le- Leo. And a bust of Galileo that they put in there. It's Galileo, Zelda? The Earthman who discovered this frozen moon. Who built this place? The Terror Hawks. The accursed Terror Hawks. They use it to spy on us. And having just said that Sister rarely uh, gets to leave Mars, here's an episode in which she's not on Mars. It's just a. Uh... Oh, that's it. Sabotage the uh, Terrorhawk's base. Everything's stopped working. Even the little bust of Galileo has stopped turning round. Hilda, if this belongs to the dreaded Terrorhawks, why don't we destroy everything? Oh, the wigs come down. How's my sister? This is only one small part of my most devious plan. <laughs> this is also a rare sight, I think, of a, a, a Terrorhawk's installation outside of well Hawknest and the regular vehicles really I can't remember off the top of my head I suppose the Overlander depot might count as uh, Terrorhawk's base possibly but uh, otherwise it, it seems a rather small organization compared to something like Shadow to them in English anyway up on Spacehawk I think we have a problem what is it the tracker station on Callisto has gone off the air what? It's a major electronic failure. Then we do have a problem. A big one. Exactly. Oh. There's that word again. A million mile wide gap in our space surveillance. Prepare a space hawk. And oh, Tiger in his, his uh, casual gear always makes me smile because the head is so big. The arms are so small. Like a pair of thick socks. I mean, none of the characters look... Um, the human characters look exactly sort of on point. Actually, Kate looks quite good, but just something about Tiger, off-duty Tiger, casual wear. Be careful, Arthur. Just makes me smile. He looks so silly. I'll bear that in mind, too. But we've now reached the point in production order, thankfully, where we've got a uh, a decent-looking Einstein puppet rather than the... Um, the one from the first few episodes, very grey hair and very, very thin face. Um, something about that early Tiger puppet is, is just very disturbing to me. Anyway, Tiger and Kate are off to Spacehawk in Treehawk. And Tree- we've got a couple of Zeroids with them as well. Kate, Dr. Einstein, welcome aboard. I amputated one of Symbidium's blooms in your honour. I like heroes, a nice, nice gentle... Thanks. Soul. Um, All right, let's get. And sometimes in moments like this, I don't think the other Terrorhawks quite understand him. But uh, oh, here's zero. Before you say one word, I don't want another endless argument about who's in command. Right, I am. 
End of argument. <laughs> Space flight? All right. There he is, 5-5. Five five. Who is that? That is 5-5. Five five. Introduction of another zeroed character. All right. Does he always talk like that? No. Come to think of it, he usually does talk in rhyme. You're not serious. Like, he's a poet, and he do know it. <laughs> Why can't he be normal like the rest of us? I love that, and I love the whole on the extreme close-up of 101 and Zero's eyes just wobbling around as if they are the uh, the absolute uh, absolute benchmark for normal. Yeah, this was in, in this, um, again, sort of transition period for the show before they... Um, it's clear. Created and, and really established these wheat as as um, safety checks on the as zeros right hand uh, zeroid temperature and pressure. They would have um, characters like five five or um, who was the other one or oh, two one the, the the stuttering zeroid. Everything checks out, doctor. And they sort of you know they were okay in small doses, but they didn't really pan out to any kind of long term. Let's go. Potential. Uh, I don't think either of them survive to the second series. They don't get killed, they just uh, disappear. 5-5 was for a while Kate's personal Xeroid. Thanks, hero. Which I always thought was odd, because none of the other Terrorhawks ever got any personal Xeroids. Oh, no, I suppose 101 is, uh, is Heroes. Hero, we're on our way. Anyway. First time on active service, eh, lad? Don't worry, nothing to it. Sergeant, when you smile, I like your style. And I, I've said it before, I'll say it again. I do love Windsor Davis. I recently um, just finished rewatching watching Adain Arfotmum, and he is just. Oh my goodness, he is so good in that. And I just love that it was. They basically just took that character from that show and made him a robot. You know, s s slightly softened his. Uh, his harder edges, but uh, essentially it's the same character in Windsor. Oh, it's just one of my favourite comedy performances of all time. Just Windsor Davies in that show. Yeah, he's a real asset to this series as well. Anyway, the Terrorhawks have now arrived in Callisto Base. I love the interior of this uh, docking bay they've landed in. It looks a lot like the um, Hawkwing launch tunnel as well. Five, check out all backup systems. Kate and I will go straight to the control room. Meet us there when you're through. Yes, sir. So we're going to find out what's gone wrong on Callisto Base. There's no component failure. Oh, they found what's gone wrong on Callisto Base. That was quick. Before us. Yeah. How long will it take to repair? One hour. Two at the most. Strange that Zelda managed to sabotage the entire base just by shooting one... Sense. To do so little damage? One instrument. Right. Oh, it's part of a plan, isn't it? Unless someone wants us here. Uh. Zero, where are you? Corridor three, sir. Keep a sharp lookout. Sir. And an interesting thing about this episode, and it seems to have um, oh, sir. I don't been something I've mentioned a few times in recent randomizer episodes, is that uh, expected. although this is like the sixth or seventh episode um, filmed, it was, in the UK at least, shown very, very late in in the uh, broadcast run. I think this was shown as part of the third series in the UK on television, even though I can read those. clips from it had already appeared in... Oh, but it ain't no kangaroo. Oh, I hate that line. Clips of this episode had already appeared in um, Mars Monsters, the flashback episode which ended series two, which is uh, 
uh, rather unfortunate that they would uh, remember an episode that, uh, as yet, they hadn't actually experienced. Whatever made these has to be seven feet tall. Near a nine. Oh, okay. Then. It is. Zero, continue the search, but report before you take any action. So. Something she doesn't want to talk about in front of the zeroids. I think it's a spirilla. Flaming thunderbolts. They're utterly ferocious, incredibly strong, and virtually indestructible. Why didn't you want to talk about this in front of Zero? One of their favorite items of diet happens to be small, metallic objects. So that, that's quite callous on Kate's part, to just keep quiet and s send the Zeroids out into danger. I know Zero would go without a, a second thought, but... Um, but this is quite a scary first mission for 5-5. Five five. I'll take a right section. You go left. 10-10. Are you all right, 5-5? Five five? This is 5-5 five five and I'm alive. Oh, not for long by the sound of it. Got the double. Nah, he's all right. They're, uh, the Zeroids are heading back towards each other and... <laughs> smack into each other. Watch where you're going, lad. Come on. Move, move! I adore the Zeroids as well. It's such a clever idea for a robot. I think everyone must love the Zeroids. If you love Terrorhawks, you just... You love the Zeroids, I think, automatically. Oh, that's not good. Outside the docking base, sir. The mechanism that opens the exit port has been destroyed. Ripped to pieces. Treehawk won't be able to lift off. We're trapped. Get back here, Zero. Yes, sir. We can repair it. If we had a week. But our air supply won't last 24 hours. 24 hours? Yeah. Maybe less. Be quiet. That's odd, almost a purring noise from young Star there. You hear that, oh. devoted ones? The wretched Einstein admits he is doomed! And by your genius mother, we hear and enjoy every pathetic word he uttered. Wonderful! <laughs> oh, that, that was almost a wig about to come down over the eyes moment, but it didn't quite make it. <laughs> is it going to make it now? No, no, it didn't make it. Hmm. Whoever did that must have a pair of jaws on him like a car crusher. <laughs> oh, five, five, seen it. <laughs> the zero props are really good at, sh at looking scared as well, with the uh, the eyes wiggling backwards and forwards. Anyway, zero and five, five have found the Spirilla. Report zero. Well, the Spirilla's found them, I should say. The enemy saw. Where are you? Corridor one. It's like fighting peas at a brick wall. Retreat. But sir. Get out of there, Zero. Yes, sir. Tactical withdrawal, five five. Do we stroll or do we roll? What we do, lad, is to roll on. And um, not having grown up with this show, I, I didn't discover it until like uh, mid-teens, really. I, I. I'm not sure which of the, the regular Terrorhawks monsters would be the scariest, but the Sprula is, is a name I see come up quite a bit. Which is surprising, considering he's 
basically only in two episodes, really. It's this and Space Giant. Um, Tiger has hallucinations of one in, in Mind Monster, and you get the flashback to this episode in Mars Monsters. Um, I think that might be it, except for the really obvious one that I'm missing, which I can't remember off the top of my head. Freezing! Um, now to twist the knife. Einstein! I know you hear me. Oh, so close to a voice of the Mysterons. You are about to encounter the frightening Sporilla. I, I could have ordered the monster to kill you the moment you landed, but I prefer to arrange a more spectacular. Oh, Einstein's figured out where the uh. Zelda's voice is coming from. Time to reflect and to suffer. I don't know how he realised it was in the bust of Galileo, but... When the end is near, to beg for mercy. Yep, there it is. Smash the bust. I see you have found my device. It will not help you. Nice talking to you, Zelda. You had to gloat. Twist the knife. Einstein is still doing And in later episodes, again, Young Star wouldn't say wouldn't say that to his mother. Or at least if he did, he'd get a, an immediate crack over the nose with a stick. I could have ordered the monster to kill you the moment you landed. She controlled the Spirilla. With that device. Check your shot. And here he is, here's the Spirilla. Open fire! I like how much this feels like a lost cause. They're just holed up in this one room, and the monster has, has finally made it in, and yet... He means the device. Yes. It's a nice surprise as well when you discover this thing can talk. He's not gonna harm us. With, I believe, the voice of Windsor Davies, in fact. We can't. We're trapped. And as with many of the, the Terrorhawks monster puppets, the Spirula is quite a nice design. I especially like looking at this in, in HD, the the way the fangs on his, his jaw um, sort of interlock, it's quite, quite gruesome. But you're going to have to increase your mess and use your head. Use my head. You can rely on me. Oh. Zero's been tricked. I, lo I love how Zero can be exploited just by how loyal and, and brave he is. Use my head. Very funny. Harsh to roll on hard. Which in this case, Tiger's plan involves having the Sprilla just keep throwing Zero against the uh, the stuck doors to the launch bay and attempt to get them open. What do Sprillas and Zeroids have in common? Well, apart from the fact that neither needs an atmosphere, both are immune to extremes of temperature, and neither is affected by pressure. <laughs> Very little, except they both have pretty hard heads. 
Yeah, I really like the look of the cake puppet, actually. There's, um, I don't think there's a single shot in the series where the cake puppet doesn't look the best of the, the human regular characters. That you, Zero? Although sometimes her choice of fashion and wigs is a bit questionable. Poor Saitor. Hold on tight. Ten That's it, Zero's got the door open. He's attached to Tree Hawk. He's getting out of there. Thank you. That's a rather nice, uh, nice way to end the episode. They freed the Spirilla from uh, Zelda's control. I don't know what there is on Callisto for him to really do. Uh, Huge legs and shoulders. Aside from maybe to look after the uh, the Terror Hawks base for them, but uh, I suppose anything is better than uh, than living under Zelda's control. And I suppose it, it also raises the question of just how he used his if there are any more uh, monsters in her cryogenic store who uh, aren't there who aren't working for her by choice. Because the Sprilla was definitely under her control there, and he, after that control was destroyed, he was he was not working for her anymore. I kept my head. That's it. I kept my head. Only just mine. <laughs> I love that laugh. That is such a cool laugh. Anyway, that was the Sprilla, uh, and I think that's one of the... The stronger early episodes of Terrorhawks, really. you can It's not quite there yet, but you can feel... Things are starting to come together a bit more. That um, most of the the scenes on Callisto base. That's a fairly nice sequence of uh, of investigation and uh, and discovery of the uh, the Spirilla. I suppose it's slightly um, hampered by the fact that we we see the Spirilla early on in the episode, and then later his his reveal is is played as if it's a big shock. It might have been more effective if we hadn't seen the Spirilla on Mars. But, uh, no, I, I would say that's probably the, uh, in production order, this was probably the best episode of, of the show so far. It's uh, a good example of the show's transitionary period from uh, the very straight early episodes into the slightly sillier stuff later on. And, uh, yeah, some nice, nice zeroid action with uh, the Sergeant Major and uh, good old Five-Five.